This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 605, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August the 22nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 605. We're taking a look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, August the 22nd. And yes, I know we're recording this in September, so we're super late to the party. But, but you know, before we completely forget what came out in August, let's talk first about what came out in, on August 22nd. And in a couple days, we'll talk about what came out on August 29th. Uh, so August the 22nd, some of the releases that we'll not be chatting about today include Action Comics, Avengers, uh, Batman Kings of Fear, Batman Beyond, Black Panther, Damage Annual, Detective Comics. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine Mystery Magic I haven't actually finished it I've read most of it haven't finished it yet Justice League Dark Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Mystery Mrs. X number 2 Century Suicide Squad Annual um, Life of Captain Marvel The Punisher The Terrifics Venom West Coast Avengers really excited to read that Wonder Woman X-Men Gold and X-Men Red uh, so let's start with, um, with the books I did read. Uh, let, let's do that. that. That makes sense. August 22nd. So I read Amazing Spider-Man. This is issue number four by the new team of Spencer and Otley. Um, I'm, def- I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Um, I... I don't know. This issue in the last I wasn't super big fan of. Um, we have more of the kind of uh, the the poacher, the hunter uh, that's going at the beginning of every story. We have that in the first page here. Uh, then we have Mendel Strom. Um, you know, he's upset about Spider-Man. You know, basically taking over the Tri Sentinel. Uh, there's a whole thing where Strom tries to figure out a way to kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, then you have Spider-Man running around, and this is the Peter Parker-less Spider-Man running around with uh, Master Mold, well, not with the Master Mold, sorry, uh, Tri-Sentinel, uh, you know, just doing stuff, reckless, you know, do, not really having a lot of responsibility, just kind of doing what, whatever, uh, where Peter's kind of dealing with what he's dealing with, um, which means, you know, he's, he's just Peter, he doesn't have the power anymore, but he still wants to do good things, um, even if it, you know, with the Parker luck, he still, it still ends up kind of biting him a little um, you definitely have to uh, take a giant, you know, grain of salt with a lot of what goes on here because it definitely kind of feels like it, it operates in its own kind of crazy heightened reality. Like, you know, you, we have uber heroes, superheroes, uh, basically giving people rides. Um, kind of a cool concept, like a, not even a cool concept, kind of a fun little kind of joke almost for like a, a one-page comic strip or something, but not necessarily f- to be kind of a big part here. And I just felt like what part of what we have here is Peter tries to talk to Spider-Man probably could have happened in a previous issue. Um, I, I generally I'm still enjoying it, but and I, I don't know if I'm liking that we have this you know kind of uh, this baddie kind of helping Mendelstrom uh, to get him more um, more tri sentinels. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I, I don't really know what I'm getting from this this issue. Um, I feel like it played on some beats that maybe could have been covered off in the previous issue, and I don't really know where we're going with this yet. And the only reason it bugs me, which is it's stupid, is that um, right out of the gate, I didn't think we'd get a, a story about the existentialism of Peter and what Spider-Man is and what Spider-Man is without Peter and what Peter is without Spider-Man and how those two kind of need to function together. It feels like it's you know kind of a heady concept and a lot to get when you're just settling into a book. And I, I want to know, you know, what type of adventures we're going to get from Nick Spencer, what kind of the book is going to feel like, and what kind of fun we're going to be having. And after the first issue was so grounded, I uh, felt a lot more grounded in Peter kind of wanting to, coming to this terms with this thing that is important to him, than to immediately kind of go back, not backwards, but doing something kind of different with this split. I don't know if... 
I don't know. I, I just feel like I want to have a better sense of what Spencer's Spider-Man is going to look like before we go into something like this. And I'm not sure I'm super loving some of the ideas, only because they're a little bit extra wacky. And I feel like in a main, this is a really unfair comment, but I feel like in a in kind of a main superhero book like Spider-Man, uh, in the, where it's you know kind of the it's the flagship Spider-Man title. There is no real other Spider-Man title. Uh, well, I mean, there is spectacular, but you know what I mean. Like this is Amazing Spider-Man has always been where the big events always happen in Peter Parker's life for the most part, except for death of I guess uh, Harry Osborn and a few other things around along the way. Um, that you know, interesting something like you know Spider-Man being this super reckless and him you know giving people rides with the Uber Hero. Um, it 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 just felt like. A few, not that long ago when you had Superior Spider-Man running around and doing going the other end in terms of being too responsible and really kind of taking things to the streets you had the Avengers being like what the hell's going on and here it just feels like it's own weird little vacuum and like no one else is saying anything about this and he's going on TV and it just felt super weird to see them leaning so heavily into this idea of what Spider-Man is without Peter kind of restraining him and giving that, him that sense of responsibility I'm going to give it a 7 uh, I think that's Probably more from the artwork. I'm really enjoying the artwork oddly. I just I'm not so sure about the story itself. Uh, next up, we have Daredevil 607 by Charles Sewell and Phil Noto. Uh, love the artwork by uh, Noto. Um, the story was kind of you know fun, but also like not silly per se. But I don't know. It, it, it was definitely something special. Uh, I, I like the idea. I just thought. I didn't know where they were going to go with this. How Mike Murdock was going to exist, and then when we finally got to see that, um, I just thought. You know, it was not my favorite reveal in terms of a way of getting Mike Murdock up and running as a as a character. It's an interesting conceit, um, and I, I appreciate Sewell trying to go outside the box to kind of deliver something that you wouldn't expect after the last you know couple storylines. It's just so off the wall bananas um, that the explanation is kind of boring in its own way. Like it's not the most interesting. It's not diabolical. It's just kind of like an accident. Um, but so I'm not I'm not even sure how I feel about it. Like on the one hand, I think that's brilliant. On the other hand, I think it's you know kind of it, it lowers the stakes somewhat when it's just kind of an accident that Mike Murdock exists. Now where they go with Mike Murdock from here, and I definitely really like the end of the issue. I thought it was really you know um, definitely had a, felt like there was a lot of real stakes to it, uh, a real sense of menace. So that I really liked. I'm overall going to end up giving it an eight. Um, again, I wasn't sure how I felt about this book all the way through, um, but re- kind of rereading it again and kind of flipping through it, I'm like, no, this was this is still pretty solid. I mean, as much as the actual reasoning for Mike Murdock was a little silly, having him have an interaction with Matt Murdock was kind of cool. Um, and again, it it couldn't have come up could it couldn't have come out on a weirder week because it came out right you know the same week as Amazing Spider-Man, which isn't that dissimilar. Um, you have you know a character that shouldn't exist. Um, running around and kind of causing complications for the main hero, and it's a, a fragment of his own his own self, um, which is just interesting that they're they're not similar at all in terms of how it happened and how the characters are being challenged and how you know Sewell versus Spencer are, are writing the characters. But it's just interesting that on the very face of it, on kind of a very surface level, it just feels very kind of interesting to have them be so similar at the exact same time. Um, it's like when you have, you know, two movies that are like, was it Dante's Peak and, and Earthquake or LA, I don't know, Earthquake in LA or something like that, or No Strings Attached a few years ago at the same time as Just Friends, no, not Just Friends, sorry, No Strings Attached and, oh, this is going to kill me. I can't remember which one's which. I remember there was two, um, No Strings Attached and 
and ah, it's gonna kill me. There was a, a what a Mila Kunis, Justin Timberlake movie, and a Natalie Portman, Ashton Kutcher movie, and they were kind of the same premise on the face of it. They just have to be made at the same time, and it happens. And you know, it, it just that's what it kind of fell with these two issues. I'm gonna give it an eight. Next up is Darth Vader number twenty, um, which remains really enjoyable by also by Charles Sewell with Giuseppe Camicoli on art. Uh, really liking what Camicoli does here. Um, it's a kind of a great action sequence for Vader. Um, I just love seeing what, what they do with Vader here, seeing what Vader can do. Um, I like how it sets up where we're going to be getting next with uh, Mustafar. Um, I like the I like the gift that is given from Palpatine to um, to Vader. Uh, very cool, and I like that he's he's getting a world to to have it call his own. And I'm excited to see, you know see where they go from here. Tremendous arc. Art, great story, really enjoying it. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Next up is Old Man Hawkeye, issue number 8, by Ethan Sachs and Marco Cicchetto. Um I continue to really enjoy this. Um, it's seeing what's going on, like how these characters interact, seeing Kate and Clint is really cool. Um, but more than that, like having the Winter Soldier here, um, seeing how um, Bullseye operates was kind of was really cool as well. Uh, I like this grizzled older version of uh, Bullseye. Um it's you know I'm excited to see them kind of go up to together and seeing what's going to happen here. Um, I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I think it's so cool what's going on here, and I'm really excited to see what's going to come next. Um, yeah, just to, to, to see Bullseye really go up against uh, Clint again, and I, I think this is just an immensely entertaining and enjoyable book, uh, a worthy successor to Old Man Logan, even though it's a prequel. So, um, but yeah, this has been great. I'm going to give it an eight. I actually should probably give it an eight point five. It's tremendously entertaining, amazing artwork. Chichetto is just brilliant, and um, yeah, and the story is really enjoyable. Uh, we have Old Man Logan number forty six. I cannot believe it's been running this long. Ed Brisson is still writing it with Damian Cuchero. Um, doing the art, and uh, it's a bit of a, a slightly different kind of look to it, but it still really works well. Um, I like that you have Old Man Logan teaming up with Alpha Flight on a mission. Um, it's definitely a little bit more of a, you know, it's, the story is more supernatural. The artwork's definitely a little bit brighter in that in, in that uh, way. It's not quite as dark and moody as previous issues have been. Um, but uh, this was this was fun, and it was a fun, you know. I hate to say romp because it's really it's a it's a horror movie, it's a horror thriller. But I thought it was really entertaining and enjoyable, and it's always nice to see Old Man Logan. Oh, sorry, any version of Logan with Alpha Flight, but particularly uh, this version. I'm actually going to give it a seven. Um, next and last up is the Flash number fifty three. Uh, this is uh, let's see who wrote this. I can't remember right now. Um, one thing I am not a fan of at the moment with Flash. Um, but just general, like what's going on in most DC books is how they have all the, the new, everything as a result of the source wall and, uh, what was it? No justice or whatever. Um, and here we have like the new forces, the strength force. And I just don't like that stuff. Um, here it's grips of strength part two by Joshua Williamson and Christian Duce. Um, I like what we're seeing with commander cold. I think he's a really interesting character. Um, I like that you have, the idea of, of kind of seeing other characters like um, Elongated Maniac was kind of cool too. Um, interesting perversion of a legacy, that's for sure. Um, I like seeing Flash and Commander Cold having to kind of work a case together, uh, going up against the Trickster, seeing what's happened to the Trickster has been really cool. Um, yeah, it, it remains, as I said, very entertaining and interesting. And, uh, you know, interesting to see what's going to happen with Flash. 
with him kind of being messed with, and uh, yeah, no, this was this was enjoyable. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give it a seven. The art could be a little bit stronger, but um, generally speaking, I'm enjoying the direction. As uh, you know, even though I don't like the the strength forces and all that garbage, I, I do think that's kind of dumb. I'm not a huge fan of that direction. Um, moving forward. Uh, next week, some of the highlights coming out are Daredevil Annual, Deadpool Assassin, Edge of Spider Geddon, Exiles, Extermination, Marvel 2 and 1, Hunt for Wolverine Dead Ends, uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, New Mutants, Runaways, Star Wars, Rodamaran Annual, Star Wars, Lando, Devil or Nothing, Web of Venom, Venom, um, Venom First Host, X23, X Men Blue, Batgirl, Batgirl Annual, Harley Quinn Gossamer, Catwoman, Tweety and Sylvester, Lex Luthor, Porky Pig, Nightwing Annual, Red Hood and the Outlaws Annual, and The Joker, Daffy. Duck. Uh, so a lot of stuff uh, that hopefully I'll be able to read a little bit of uh, for our next reviews episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I have been Adam Chapman, your host. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>